Week one of Liverpool's season, I'm Andy Kelly, I'm joined by James Pearce, Neil Jones and Dan Kay, and we're looking back on uh, Liverpool's victory at Stoke, uh, redemption after the 6-1 defeat last season, and James, there's nothing quite like a late winner to send the fans home happy. No, it was a, it was a special moment, I think, um, you know, up to that point it had been a, a very forgettable contest, I think, uh, you know, there was a, you know, a lot to admire in terms of you know, the, the dirty work that Liverpool did in the game and the way they matched Stoke physically and refused to be bullied. And you know, they, they, they did the things that should, which they simply didn't do back in May when they capitulated so badly. But it was a game you know, virtually devoid of quality before you know, a very special goal from uh, you know, Liverpool's gifted Brazilian, who um, you know, he was one of the bright lights during the, you know, the, the darkness of, of last season's disappointments. And he, uh, you know, he, he's carried on where he left off. Um, you know, I think you know the, the second it left his boot, you, you knew where it was going to end up, and um, you know it turned. Uh, you know, it was it was a an afternoon of stubborn resistance for Liverpool. Suddenly, it was glorious celebrations, and you could see what it meant to to those fans who were so angry and rightly so back in May at the at the same stadium. Jonesy, um, Brendan Rodgers, when he was asked about Coutinho after the game, said he, he already thought he was at that uh, sort of you know star level in in, in the Premier League. Um, Liverpool sort of you know have lost. Stephen Gerrard in the summer, well documented. You know, is uh, he was the man for the key moments. Could Coutinho become that for the club? Do you think? I think he he's starting to get there, isn't he? I, I I would probably say he isn't quite there yet. You know, he still he still could score more and could do more, but he's getting certainly a lot better at, at popping up just when Liverpool need him. You know, you think back to last season and games, you know, in the cup at Blackburn and Bolton. I think um, Manchester City obviously in the league as well and. This is arguably the biggest goal he scored since that that City goal, twenty fourteen, when the, the, it looked like they were gonna, it was gonna fire them to the title. You know, it, it meant an awful lot to, to him, to the manager, to the players, and it will do so much, I think, for the, the team in terms of the players who were there in May, rebuilding their confidence, and also giving the new lads who've come in since then a little bit of belief that they can tough it out and they can go to places like Stoke and they can go to, you know testing away grounds and get results because that's what Liverpool didn't do last season that's what they really need to do this time Dan, a big result for Brendan Rodgers big result for the team but it was also a big result for the fans you were in the away end at the Britannia yesterday and it was um, you know, a very different scene at the end than it was you know, just 77 days ago Well it was, I mean I was there in May as well and it was uh, as grim an experience as I and I think many Liverpool supporters will have had in, in a lifetime of uh, following the Reds it, it, Stoke away is always a difficult fixture. Everybody knows that. Um, and I think when the when the fixtures first came out, I think initially people might have winced. I know I did. But as the summer's drawn on, more and more, I thought there's no better fixture we could have had in terms of being able to put right the wrong that happened that day. And the way the game panned out, it was you know, it was never going to be a free flowing exhibition of football by either side. And it was a, it was a war of attrition in many ways. And the longer it wore on, you're trying to convince yourself, well, nil nil's not that bad a result. It's a clean sheet. You would have obviously taken it in May. But to win in the manner that we did kind of puts May to bed properly now and enables everyone, I think, to look forward to the new season with a you know, a genuine sense of optimism that they've managed to get a bit of momentum behind them straight away. James, the other the other bit of that optimism has been fostered by the new arrivals at Anfield and a summer which I think the majority of fans felt where Liverpool went out and addressed quite a number of the key issues that had arisen in the previous months. Um, take us through some of those uh, debuts yesterday and uh, and uh, who impressed and perhaps uh, 
uh, where there's some, some, you know, obviously more experience and work to be done. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it was no real surprise that it was such a disjointed performance because I think you know, when you've got four players making their debuts and, you know, that 11 hadn't even played together in pre-season. You know, it was basically the 10 who played in Helsinki with Benteke in for, for rings and, and I think you could see it is very much a, a work in progress. I think the two full-backs were very impressive. I thought Klein has, has been a breath of fresh air throughout pre-season, very composed and assured and did well defensively, got forward when he could. Um, Gomez, you know, just continues to impress. I think it was it was only a gamble by Rogers overlooking Moreno and playing Gomez, but he deserved that chance after the way he's performed in the friendlies. And again, for you know, for an eighteen year old kid, you know, up against someone like Jonathan Walters who who did his best to, to bully him and, and and try and get the better of him. I thought he stood up to that that brilliantly. You know, the, there were a, the odd couple of errors, but this is a kid that you know, he's, uh, he's only got 12 months of senior football under his belt and played only you know, 18, 19 championship games last season and mainly mainly at centre-back. So to go to that kind of game and perform like that was, uh, was, was very impressive. I thought James Milner produced a very James Milner-like performance in the fact he was, he was steady, you know, he put himself about. That commitment is infectious. You know, he showed why Rodgers has given him the vice-captaincy. Um, you know, I think there's more to Milner's game than he showed at the Britannia, and I think we'll see that over the coming weeks. You know, he, he proved in pre-season he can be a creative force and get in the box and, and do some damage. He didn't get that opportunity yesterday. Um, and then further forward, Benteke, I thought he had a mixed afternoon. I thought Liverpool didn't do him any favours with, with some of you know, the service up to him was poor. He was isolated for long periods. Um, the, the danger when you've got a fellow that big is that you do just lump it long to him, uh, and too often it was pretty aimless. Um, but he, you know, I thought in the second half he held the ball up better, linked up play. Um, but you, know, you could see that he was on a different wavelength, to, I think, to a, to a few of his teammates at times. But, but that will come. I think he's only had five or six days of Melwood of actually training with the full squad. So, um, you know, I think all in all it was, a, it was a decent start for the new boys. Neil, a player who was here last year um, but perhaps didn't really get fully going was Adam Lalana. Um, again, he's he, he been fairly impressive in pre-season and the, the you know, high hopes for him as you go into the season. It felt like another game that sort of, to a large extent, he, he, he passed him by a little bit and, and there's some Liverpool fans sort of wondering quite what he does and, and where he fits into this team going forward. Yeah, I think there's, there's fair concerns. I, I raised a few of them actually in a, in a column I did that during the summer that you know, there's a lot of excitement about big money signings. Well, he is a big money signing, you know, and he's almost sort of been cast aside by the the Firminos and the Bentekes since. But I think I think you have to be a bit fair to Lallana out personally because Stoke away is not a game that you'd say Adam Lallana will grab by the scruff of the neck. You wouldn't even at Southampton. You wouldn't have thought he'd go there and, and dominate that type of game. So for for Lallana to go there, it's it's more he's got to do a job for the team in that game. And I think he did. To be fair, I think he you know. He was probably the one Liverpool player who looked a little bit like he was being bullied out of it, out of out of the eleven, I would suggest. But he was still putting himself about. He was still closing down. He was still working. He was still holding the flank and things like that. So it's not his greatest game, but it's a job he's done for the team. And then obviously he goes off, and Emery Chan comes on, and, and Ball comes to midfield, and they go on to win the game. So uh, it would be harsh, I think, to suggest that you know he didn't play his part in a, in a, a team performance which got a win. Dan, who was the who was the talk of the coaches and the trains on the way home? Who uh, who who would the fans be impressed by? I think the young lad at left back. 
um, as James pointed out, to be up against you know one of the the steadiest, most difficult Premier League players to come up against, John Walters, who's who's on it's a Merseyside and an Evertonian, and he's got a good record against Liverpool as well. Um, I'm sure Mark Hughes might well have been looking at that matchup and thinking, well, that's where we might get a little bit of joy there. But um, Gomez stood up to him superbly, got forward um, to decent effect as well at times, and you know played his part in a real cohesive back four performance. And to move on from that, I'd have, I think you've, you've got to mention Dejan Lovren, who um, I think eyebrows certainly would have been raised when the teams were announced, even though it was expected from what you from what was coming out of the club during the week that it was likely to be him and Skirtle that started at the back, and that was the case. Um, me personally, I've, I've always I, I feel uh, Mamadou Sakho is our best defender, and he would be the first person I pick to go alongside him. And after after last season's escapades, I can imagine quite a few Reds hearts maybe not quite sank but were filled with some degree of concern when they saw Lovren's name on the team sheet but he barely put a foot wrong I mean afterwards when we've seen it back there's this uh, the elbow incident week which he got booked for which on another day he might have been he might have seen red and that's maybe something that he needs to watch out for but in a physical game against Stoke I think one of the most important things you can do is show that you're there you're not going to be bullied and you're going to be putting yourself about in every physical challenge and Lovren's weaknesses last season maybe showed again that he would be someone that they could target but if they did try to do it they certainly didn't get any joy because him and Skirtle dovetailed really well and I think he would be a, you know, a, a, a certainly a right up there when it comes to man of the match contenders James there was a few yellow cards for the Reds three of the back four I think got yellow cards obviously Dan mentions Lovren who you know, with with a sort of more pernickety referee, I suppose could even have seen red, and you know, it's, it's sort of the narrative of the game would have been very different. Uh, but the you know, is there a case where sometimes this this Liverpool team, this Rogers Liverpool team, needs to be getting maybe a few more yellow cards and yeah. be a, be a bit tougher? I think we were probably did we win the fair play? We're certainly near the top mm. of it last year, weren't we? Yeah, no, I I think that is. I don't think anyone would be too concerned to see that kind of combative approach because you know, that was something that was levelled at them repeatedly last season. I think you know, was it the uh, I think was it the FA Cup semi when Liverpool gave away six or seven fouls was it in ninety minutes? And you know, when an occasion that big is getting away from you and you and no one's putting their foot in. And and you know, it was it was it was laughable at times just how, you know, Liverpool were far too nice and um you know, you, you don't want to be near the top of the fair play table. That's you know, there's only one table that you want to be near the top of and it's not that one. And um I don't think it was any coincidences. I think Chelsea were bottom of that table last season and, and won the title comfortably. Um, so you need a bit of an edge to the team, and I think you know that's why someone like Milner helps give you that. And um, you know, and fair play to, to Lovren as well. And I completely agree with what Dan said. I think you know I, I've certainly got my doubts about him. And you know, although Rogers said afterwards that, that Sacco had been given a few days off on the back of the, the birth of his child. There's no question that Lovren would have started anyway because he, Rogers told him a couple of weeks ago that you know this is you know he played him in the last three friendlies. He's uh, you know he was determined to give him the chance to to start the season and and give him that reassurance that he'd, he'd get the opportunity. And uh, I think it was a good day for Rogers all round because you know aside from the result, which is obviously a massive lift, you know the two big big gambles he took were probably Gomez and Lovren, and they both paid off. Neil. Looking forward then, uh, Bournemouth upcoming Monday night football. Got a mixed record on Monday night football, I think, as everybody knows. Um, new boys Bournemouth, renowned as a football inside. Anyone uh, 
sort of knocking on the door to get back into the team for that game thing. Obviously, there was reasonably impressive Camille from uh, Chan yesterday, but though perhaps in a sort of bulking up the, the midfield type way, and whether that that's a sort of a requirement against a, a football inside like Bournemouth, you know, could be in question. But uh, he certainly, you know, did as well as he, he could have to, to put his name in the hat, didn't he? I thought he was excellent when he came on, Chan. I've, I've got a lot of doubts about him as a player and especially as a midfielder, but spelled a fair few of them in that 20-odd minute cameo he had on, on Sunday. It, it'll be a hard one for, for the manager because you could make cases for a, a left-back change because of the different demands of an Anfield game against a, a sort of maybe a, a more negative side than than Stoke. So you could say you can make a case for having a natural left-footer down there and getting forward and getting crosses in from the, from the byline rather than a Gomez who maybe cuts back. But then how harsh would that be on Joe Gomez after after such a good debut? So they're they're the difficult decisions. I don't think I I don't think you would go with Chan from the start in a home game. I think you would stay with the three sort of attacking midfield players behind the one striker in Benteke. But I don't think it would weaken the team significantly if, if they were to put Chan in and, and maybe move Coutinho into a more left sided role instead of Lallana. Um I didn't have a, a, a fantastic game against Stoke, but I think one thing that struck me throughout pre-season and also against Stoke was just how much a little dust player goes down his side and how comfortable people are giving him the ball and asking him to run at the full-back. And I think he's becoming a very important player for Liverpool and given width and, and speed. So I would expect him to keep his place certainly at home as well. Dan, would, would there be an argument perhaps for uh, the game against Bournemouth be, be the first time we'll see Danny Ings in competitive action? Uh, I just have this feeling that he could be a real uh, sort of... Uh, Anfield favourite at home where you've got the chance to perhaps play two strikers and you've got that air of perhaps a sniffer around the box where when you've got more of the ball and the, in the opposition half, uh, you know, he could come into his own. Absolutely. Well, he, he his was one of the names that was being spoken about in the away end as the second half drew on yesterday. Quite a few people around me saying, get him on for whoever. And, and a lot of people saying, for, for Casino. And as, as the manager misses himself, that was only seconds away from happening. Such are the the fine margins that can affect games like that. Um, I, I've certainly had had this feeling for Mings that he's a player that's going to be brought to kind of to help us through those kind of run-of-the-mill Premier League games. You maybe aren't going to start him away to Man- Manchester United or Arsenal or Chelsea, but the your bread and butter league games that need to be won, and particularly you know, looking at obviously Liverpool's away fixtures that are extremely demanding for the first third or so of the season. You know, we really can't afford any slip-ups at home. So I think that there'd be definitely be a good shout to playings, and I think yeah, well, uh, Firmino I thought had a, a reasonable little uh, cameo when he came on. I mean, he, he looked quite sharp the first couple of minutes and and put himself about a little bit. And again, you'd imagine a home match against newly promoted opposition where you'd expect Liverpool to be attacking for the majority of the game. Um, he, he's got a wealth of options at his disposal now, the manager, which is what we're all crying out for in an attacking sense, certainly, which is what we were all crying out for last season. And this is where he has to earn his corn by picking, by coming up with the right variations and the right combinations at the right time. Brilliant. Well, one game in, three points in for the Reds. Let's uh, meet again after Bournemouth and hopefully well six in the bag. Cheers. Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij de Huawei P Smart voor 14,50 per maand, 100 minuten of SMS's en 1500 MB internet tijdens de Ben prijsbewust weken. Kijk op ben.nl. Let op. Geld lenen kost geld. 